Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Today we're continuing with Dante's Inferno, Canto 29. So we're getting very close to the end of Inferno here. Uh, we've only got five more cantos. And one of the things that's going to become increasingly apparent as we get closer and closer to the end is that as we get deeper and deeper into hell, it's critical that there's less and less motion. So the sinners become more and more trapped in one place. Um, And this speaks to kind of Dante's whole cosmology, um, which is looking at the natures of things in terms of their proper sort of motion. Um, So fire always rises, stones always fall. Um, Human beings are meant to rise uh, to the beatific vision. Uh, But as we descend deeper and deeper into hell, there's none of that sort of rising. Whereas early at the beginning of hell, while there wasn't rising, there was still a lot of motion. Um, We could think of Paolo and Francesca whipped about in the whirlwind. Um, We can think about the sinners uh, sort of racing along the the fiery plain. Uh, But as we get deeper and deeper, there's less and less motion as we're less and less able to move toward our proper end. So let's go on with Dante's Inferno, Canto 29. The many people and their several strange plagues so inebriated my eyes that I longed to stay and weep. But Virgil said to me, What are you gazing at? Why does your sight so shine down there among the sad, butchered shades? You have not done so at the other bulges. Think, if you would number those Cretans, that the valley rounds out twenty-two miles. And now the moon is below our feet. Now the time conceded us is short, and there's more to see you can't see below. If you had attended the cause of my regard, I presently replied, You may have let me stay there still. The leader went on from that place, and I came after, making my reply, and now adding, Within that cave where I'd so held my eyes in place, I think that a spirit of my blood wept for the fault that cost so much there below. And the master said, From here on let your thought not break over him. Attend to other things, and let him remain there. For I saw him at the foot of the little bridge, motioning to you, and menacing you with his finger, and I heard him named Jerry del Bello. You were then all so enthralled over him who once held Houtfort, that you didn't look there until he departed. O my leader, the violent death that's still not vindicated, I said by any who were consorts to his shame, made him disdainful. Then he went off without talking to me, so I imagine. And in that he's made me pity him more. We spoke so up to the first place on the rock that could have shown us all the next valley if there'd been more light. When we were over the last cloister of Malabolge, so that its lay brothers could appear to our sight, strange shafts of lament pierced me, bearing pity on their points so that I covered my ears with my hands. What pain punctured me if the ills of all hospitals in Valdichiana between July and September, and in Marema and Sardinia, were all assembled in one ditch, such was here, and such a stench issued from it as usually comes of rotting limbs. 
we descended the final bank of the long ridge, always on the left hand. And then my sight was more alive down there in the depth, there where the minister of the high sire of infallible justice punishes the falsifiers here registered. I believe it was no more sorrow to see the people in Aegina all infirm, when the air was so full of malice that all the animals, down to the little worm, fell, and then the antique people, as the poets have it for certain, were restored of the seed of the ants. Then it was to see, through that obscure valley, the spirits languishing in strange heaps. One lay on that one's belly, and the other on that one's shoulders, and that third dragged himself moaning down the sad path. Step by step we went without words, watching and listening to the afflicted, who couldn't even lift their very selves. I saw two seated leaning on each other, as pan to pan is propped to warm, scarred from head to foot with spots. And I have never seen a boy anointed by his lord, nor one awakened unwillingly drag his comb as each now drew the bite of his nails over himself for the great rage of that pinch that has no other succor. And so the nails scraped the scabs as the knife does the scales of the carp or other fish with still larger scales. O oh, you who strip your mail with your fingers, commenced my leader to one of them, and sometimes make pincers of them. Tell us if any Italians among these that are within, and may your nails last eternally in their labor. We are both Italians whom you see here so broken, responded the one weeping, but who are you who so question us? And the leader said, I am one who descends with this live man down from crag to crag, and I intend to show this hell to him. Then they broke off their common propping, and trembling each turned to me with others who'd heard the echo. The good master came close to me, saying, Ask of them what you will, and I commenced as he wished. That your memory might not subside from men's minds in the first world, but might live under many suns. Tell me who you are and of what people. Let not your obscene and fastidious pain prevent your revealing yourselves to me. I was Arezzo, and Alberto of Siena, replied the one, had me set on fire. But that for which I died didn't lead me here. It's true that I said to him, speaking a joke, I know how to lift myself through the air in flight. And he, who had will and little sense, wished that I'd show him the art. And solely since I made no Daedalus, he made me burn by such as had him for a son. But Minos, who's not allowed to fail, damned me to the last ditch of the ten for the alchemy I used in the world. And I said to the poet, Were there ever now people so vain as the Sienese? Surely not the French could equal them. At which the other leper, who understood me, responded to my speech. Other than Strika, who knew to temper his spending, and Niccolo, who first discovered the rich customs of the carnation in the garden where such seed sticks, and other than the band on which Caccia di Acciano dispersed his great land and vineyard, and Abagliato proffered his sense. But so you'll know who seconds you against the Sienese. Turn your eyes upon me, so that my face might well respond to you. So you'll see that I'm the shade of Capocchio, who made metal false with alchemy, 
and you will recall, if I eye you rightly, how I was by nature a good ape. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Inferno, Canto 30.